Welcome to the Lila Life Show. This is your host, Linda Andrews, and thank you so much for tuning in. With any episode that we have, whether it's a solo cast or a guest expert interview, my intention is for you to be able to anchor into yourself, to ground into yourself, and to explore, whether that's a new concept, an idea, whether something's intuitive in you going off, or there's just something that you hadn't thought of in a different way before. I hope you get to explore curiously, to sense make, and to activate something in yourself that you hadn't had activated. Enjoy today's show. As always, please like, share, subscribe, do the thing, and we hope to help support you consciously up-leveling in your life and business, the Leela way. Welcome to the Leela Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Andrews, founder, CEO of Leela Life and host of the Leela Life Show. We have special guest Chad Carpenter with me today. He is the Chief Zen Officer of Soul Space Yoga and a friend of mine. And uh, if you're local to the West Palm Beach community or visiting, we would love to invite you to Soul Space Yoga. Chad, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah, super pumped. We're going to talk about all things wellness and yoga and your journey. So we're going to dive in with like your origin story and what brought you to today being chief Zen officer of soul space. So wherever you want to start, I, the joke is like, well, it was my birth date at 8 PM and I was born. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's always, it's always great to start at the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I grew up in Palm beach County, fourth generation, actually on my mom's side, um, grew up in a construction family. Um, little bit of a dysfunctional home, you know, so I grew up with a lot of uh, anger issues. Um, Both my parents um, drank quite a bit. So they were, you know, into that whole scene. And um, I was the youngest. So my brother kind of dumped a lot of his stuff on me. And I kind of um, just was always lashing out as a child, you know, was very disruptive. Um, couldn't really be engaged in school. I struggled with bad ADHD. Um, you know, I would go to read a book in school and get like a page in my mind would start wandering for 15, 20 minutes. I would come back and had read however many pages and had no idea what I read. Um, so, you know, in the yogic sciences, we refer to that as the monkey mind. And I've got about as bad, as bad as it gets. (laughs) Um, and uh, was uh, very big into sports growing up. That was one of my outlets, um, especially football. That was always my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I love to play defense just because I could hit people. Um, and yeah, I got uh, my first ACL injury when I was 13 playing um, prep football. Um, so I had a complete ACL replacement and then ended up tearing my other ACL on my left side when I was um, about 16, 17, and then tore my right for the second time um, when I was about 19 or 20. So I've had, I had three complete ACL replacements. um, And that was kind of what brought me to not such a great quality of life physically, um, Mm -hmm. just because, uh, you know, the imbalances of walking on crutches and things like that kind of start to catch up to you. So I had a lot of, you know, bad, you know, lower back, hip, knee pain, um, you know, coming out of recovery of those surgeries. Um, And I basically had a choice, you know, my surgeon told me um, the second 
time that he had done my right knee, I had to spend the first like 45 minutes of the surgery, just digging out arthritis, you know, wow. so he, he just told me, you know, just live as, as least active of a lifestyle as possible, as low impact as possible. And for a, you know, an ADHD hyperactive kid that, you know, his only outlet was sports, you know, that was hard to hear. Um, and I basically had a choice of just medicating the symptoms, which I had gone down a path with um, addiction to prescription pills. So decided I wasn't going to go about back down that road or do something proactive. And when I started doing a lot of research, I found that um, yoga was, you know, one of the best things that you can do for long-term, you know, mobility and just overall um, physical wellness. Found a Bikram yoga studio in West Palm, which is the really hot yoga. They do it in a room that's like 106 to 108 degrees. And was just instantly hooked, you know, just because I felt so amazing. Um, started taking three or four classes a week and my quality of life physically just skyrocketed, you know, like I didn't really think it, it, it ever would. Um, so I was really amazed at that. And then started noticing, you know, changes in my mood. Um, I don't get, I'm not as triggered as angry as, as often, you know, my relationships had improved. Um, you know, I was able to perform better at work. And, you know, I think that's, you know, when you realize the, the full spectrum of, you know, a consistent yoga practice, right? It's the things that it offers you, um, you know, just as much physically, mentally as well, right? Because um, we're going through this practice where we're constantly putting our body through these physical stressors in these weird postures, um, holding that posture, and then learning to use our breath to calm ourselves and create a sense of ease through that stress, right? And that's where we can build up um, you know, these good habits of using this tool of the breath, um, you know, to carry us through other stressful situations. Um, I had always wanted to mentor youth um, since, since I was a youth myself. Mm -hmm. Didn't really know why. I always just envisioned myself speaking to auditoriums of children, which yeah. I certainly hope, you know, I get to do one day. And um, early into adulthood was getting frustrated because that wasn't happening for me. I was just working in my family's constructing construction business just because I didn't really have anything else going on. Um, and when I started feeling, you know, the, the profound impacts of my own yoga and meditation practice, it was kind of just like, this is how I can serve people. This is how I can serve youth that don't have access to these types of tools um, on a day-to-day -day basis and just try to share with people what it did for me. Um, so that's pretty much, you know, got certified um, about four years ago and been working with, you know, anyone, anyone that will take me pretty much ever <laughs> since then. So yeah, that's, and then have now stepped into um, transformational breathwork, uh, being a transformational breathwork coach was a, which is a incredibly profound practice. I know we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, it's certainly just, you know, I get to wake up every day and serve people. Um, and that's truly who I am. It's what I do. It's the only thing that fills my cup. So I'm, you know, very grateful that that's what I get to do every day. So beautiful. And from the time that you started yoga to becoming certified, like how much time was in that? What was the turnaround time? 
Um, I would say on and off for maybe five years. Okay. Yeah, because I probably did Bikram consistently for two or three years. I ended up living out, out of the country for about a year, came back, started Bikram again, and then kind of wanted a change after several months of that, found a vinyasa practice. And then um, in the vinyasa practices, you know, they get into a lot of the more, the deeper spiritual side of it. And I was like, whoa, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, I would say five or six years of practicing before myself, I got certified. Really beautiful. And speaking to like the kids and the youth, what have you seen and what were you intuiting as the biggest impacts to youth with these modalities affecting them in what I would say an empowering way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, you know, giving our youth tools to deal with everything that's going on around them and all the pressures, you know, that, that are, that are on them, especially those that live in, you know, underserved, more um, violent communities. Um, they go through a lot and, you know, in the schools, they don't teach, you know, they're not teaching kids what, you know, what to do when you start to feel stressed and you start hyperventilating you have someone screaming at you. Um, usually that just ends, unfortunately, in violence. Um, so giving kids, you know, tools, you know, to show them, you know, when you feel stressed out, you feel your heart start pounding, it's hard for you to breathe. You can take a seat, just practice breath awareness, just breathe, take a few deep breaths, right? Envision yourself doing something you love. I love doing like gratitude meditations and meditations um, where I just guide people through envisioning them doing their favorite thing. I call it the favorite thing uh, meditation, mm. and, you know, let them go through, you know, mentally doing their favorite thing after being stressed out about something. And then, then coming out of that and, you know, realizing how much better they feel, you know, and then showing them like, I didn't, I didn't touch you. I didn't do anything. You did that for yourself. You mm. have that power um, every day. So empowering kid with kids with these tools, um, that they can use in their day-to-day -day life. Um, it's, I've definitely seen it impact, um, a few kids. I work with small groups of kids over a long period of time, um, which I much prefer to do, mm -hmm. um, cause hopefully then they can go out and it just, and it just grows. But yeah, I've definitely seen a shift and, you know, they're really, they're really grateful. Um, you know, for taking the time because a lot of people, a lot of people don't, right. They just want to keep them out of trouble, you know, um, which is obviously necessary, but not giving them things that they can do, mm -hmm. you know, to deal with their own stuff. Yeah. And it's so interesting. So many times the parents aren't equipped with these tools to teach the tools. The kids are learning the tools and inadvertently training the parents. And, you know, it's like, who do you help first, the kids or the parents, probably both. Uh, but certainly with the kids, it's like you kind of get the parents too because the kids yeah. are doing things differently. And now the parents are like, whoa, uh -huh. what happened to you? Um, yeah. You know, and it, it maybe kids don't like to listen to their parents sometimes at some ages. Sure. Yeah. And like for me, it's like whoever is the most willing and looking Ooh. for a change, you know, mm -hmm. whoever's, you know, sick of the sickness, right? They're, they're yearning for something different. They're yearning to go beyond you know, their current circumstance. Um, that, that's who I want to work with, whether they're a, a parent, a youth, um, you know, whichever. 
Beautiful. And speaking of breath awareness, I know to dive even deeper in our episode today, we're going to do a little breath work. If you want to lead us through some breath awareness to sink even deeper in today's show. So if you aren't driving, please join us. And if you are driving, I don't know, should they fast forward this part or will they be able to do it driving? Um, I would, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I'll have everyone close their eyes so they can't close their eyes and it won't be as impactful because they'll have to be focusing on things around them. But mm-hmm. yeah, we can, we're not going to do, we won't do any like super active breath work. So yeah, this will be about two minutes. Safe. You're, you're, yeah. you're good. Okay, cool. Turning it over to you. Awesome. Thank you so much. So uh, wherever you are, if you just want to take a moment to get just a little more comfortable, you know, so whether you're sitting, if you want to lay down, you're welcome to lay down, um, you know, take a moment if you want to kind of rock side to side. You know, maybe shrug the shoulders a few times, take some circles with the head, just any movement to get like 10% more comfortable where you are. And then once you've found that comfortable center point, you can just allow the eyes to close. Let's take a a big shoulder shrug through the breath. So as you inhale, squeeze your shoulders up to your ears, really squeeze them up. Exhale, just let them roll down and back. And then with eyes closed, just start to notice the breath. Not really changing or modifying anything in the breath or worrying that you're doing anything wrong. Just take a few moments right now to notice. Maybe bring a hand over the belly, maybe a hand over the heart or two hands over the belly. Try to feel as you inhale through the nose, the lower belly filling first, then air lifting, expanding up through the upper belly. Feel the ribs expand and the chest, shoulders expand, everything lifts. And then feel the adverse as you exhale, shoulders, chest deflate first, ribs deflate, upper belly, and then finally lower belly. Just noticing with each inhale, this nourishing, lengthening, expanding sensation all throughout the torso. And then through your exhale, just feel this grounding melting, releasing sensation, just bringing your entire focus, all of your mind's awareness into feeling that flow, that movement that's created by the breath. Just allowing that focus of your breath to start to shift your awareness inward. So moving the mind's activity away from whatever's going on around you, both physically and in your day-to-day life and really just focusing on your body to just notice non-judgmentally how you're feeling, maybe notice any areas that feel a little different than usual. Maybe take a gentle scan, starting with the feet, just noticing the feet. Inhale, feel air pulling even down into the feet. And then move your awareness up into the legs, just noticing the legs as you inhale, feel that air filling throughout the legs. As you exhale, feel it, that energy is just swirling around. And maybe noticing the hips, bring the awareness up into the hips. We hold a lot of tension there, a lot of things always going on in the hip area. Deep inhale, feel that air really filling that space. And then bring your awareness into your chest and shoulders, just noticing the chest and the shoulders. As you inhale, feel air nourishing that space. 
And then finally, just noticing the head, your beautiful, beautiful head, just feeling, just noticing. And then just feeling the sense of ease, calm that's now permeating throughout the body. Maybe notice how your breathing has maybe slowed down. Maybe notice if your heart rate has slowed down a little bit. Maybe you're feeling this gentle shift away from the active state and into the more rest digesting state. And then whenever you're ready, you can allow the eyes to gently flutter back open. And just notice how you feel, feeling the sense of awareness of the present moment and less worrying or concern about whatever responsibilities you have later in the day or over the weekend. Thank Just you so much. Me. You're so welcome. I wasn't expecting to do the body scan, but I love to do that so much. And usually I'll take more time. I'll do like just the feet and the calves and the thighs. Um, that's always been really powerful for me. I usually do that once or twice and then I'm deep in usually a, a meditative state. So that's a really cool meditation, especially if you're trying to go to sleep um, for anyone that struggles with sleeping. Um, doing body scans where you're just focusing on different parts of the body. You can start with your head, even the smallest parts, right? Your eyebrow, your eyeball, the tip of your nose, your left nostril, your right nostril. Just take a few breaths, noticing each part. I often fall asleep doing that. Um, it's a really, really great way to kind of let the mind stop all the, all the chatter that, that we, you know, usually keeps us up. Yeah. And that mind chatter, you know, the work that you just took us through there. Thank you. What do you see that relationship with that all and the nervous system? Oh yeah. Um, well, you know, every, like our nervous system is connected to everything, to every, to every part of, of our body. It's, it's impacting every other, every other system in the body. Um, and our breath is our number one way of regulating our nervous system. That's, you know, our, our breath is there uh, to exchange gases and it's there to um, process energy and regulate our nervous system. Those are the three, the three main functions. Um, and it's pretty, I usually encourage people to just, to just try it out for themselves, right? If they, anytime that like based off of what you need, if you're feeling really tired, like you like you're falling asleep but you need it you have to be getting things done to take some active breaths breathe in and out through the mouth just really deeply it doesn't have to be super fast just really deeply and then on the adverse um you know if like at night you need to really kind of reset let the chatter stop um find those slow deep breaths in and out through the nose um you know, you can do a lot of great things um, like humming is a great thing um, because we have um, this nerve called the vagus nerve that runs through um, our larynx and it like spreads out th throughout our um, throughout our internal organs. And anytime you do a hum, it's like giving it's like giving that vagus nerve a little massage because it runs right through our larynx. Like if you take a moment and bring your hand over your chest and close the eyes if you want and just hum. You feel that vibration in your chest, right? So you're yeah. sending that vibration through your vagus nerve and throughout your lungs. So anytime you do it, it's like giving all your organs a massage. And 
if you know, anytime you get a massage, it's very relaxing. Well, it's the same, you know, it's the same thing for, for your internal organs, um, for your lungs, um, and your new self massage. Exactly. Exactly. I'm I'm laughing. I drive a little, it's like a Vespa. It's not a Vespa, but I have a little (laughs) scooter. Okay. And, uh, I like to go set up my work day at the beach in the morning and, I've been doing that every day. So it's been pretty game changing. But on the way home, I noticed that the hum of the scooter is humming. And so today I'm no joke humming the whole drive home. And I'm like, this is yeah. my Vegas nerve exercise. So I oh love my that gosh, you. I love it. I would just like, cause I love doing, it's like net time, no extra time. So what can you have double up? And so I'm like, oh, I can ride the scooter home and hum for five minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, too much. Well, I want to segue into breath work, but I also just want to touch for a moment, you know, you went through some pretty radical healing and recovery, and I'm sure that opened up to so much of your like own inner scape, but like through those different surgeries, you're explaining with the knee surgeries, were you like conscious of the level of trauma and like the unrest that was evolving? Like how was going through that experience and then dealing with hard emotions i'm sure at first not having necessarily the tools to deal with them like how was that process and that unfolding for you and like what were those little clues or pings that were starting to show you glimpses of possibility that has guided your life now yeah absolutely um i would say i definitely probably wasn't wasn't you know aware of much of anything except for the physical pain Um, and that's because, you know, I smoked weed every day, you know, I drank a lot. So I was, I was numbing my faculties. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really, it wasn't until I, I found a consistent yoga practice that I had was given where awareness of much of anything beyond like, you know, the immediate right now, whatever's going on. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about, um, any, any type of these modalities where we're bringing our awareness inward, right? Whether we're practicing yoga, we're meditating, we're doing breath work. These are, these are internalization processes, right? So we're intentionally turning, you know, our mind from everything that's going on around us, everything we see here, smell, taste, and touch, constantly grasping at everything and bringing that to one single pointed focus. Um, and, and that alone can just provide incredible awareness as far as, you know, am I yelling right now in this situation? You know, is this, is this situation getting to me? You know, it's like, it gives you, it allows you to observe the moment without like being so like, like gripping into it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, definitely noticing the changes in my relationships, um, through after years of practicing yoga was kind of just like because I was always an inherently angry person Mm -hmm. um so it just seeing those shifts and you know how I how I converse with people you know like my older brother always knew how to trigger me Mm -hmm. um and he can't he just can't do it anymore I'll laugh at him now (laughs) um but you know I because I was so you know just I don't even, I don't even know what you call it. Just unaware. Yeah. In it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Awesome. Let's uh, segue into the breath work here. So 
you are doing this yoga training, you at some point come to find transformational breath. Like what was that process for you? What I'm assuming is like a deepening of your own practice, but how did that, how did that land for you? Yeah. So I, I definitely noticed um, in my own yoga practice and teaching how crucial moving with the breath is, you know, Mm. so anytime you're reaching lengthening expanding that's on an inhale right because that's what our body is naturally doing it's it's being filled and expanded with air so you want to work with that right and on the adverse anytime you're twisting or crunching or compressing you want to do that through an exhale right because again your body's naturally deflating right so you're working with that natural rhythm and i just noticed that once i could you know, pair the movement with my breath, it just made everything so much easier um, and just more manageable, right? Because anyone that's done, you know, uh, a a challenging yoga practice, you know, at first you're just like, what? Like your body's just like, excuse me, you want me to do what? Um, You're just trying to keep up. And for me, it's like that first hurdle is once you can pair the movement with the breath, that's when it can really just start to become a lot more um, effortless. And, and much easier. Um, so definitely through my yoga practice, I, I discovered like how powerful, you know, breath work is. Um, a few years back, I had done like a Wim Hof uh, method where you do the active breathing for like 45 minutes. Um, you do some warming exercises and then you do the cold plunge, which for me, I'm a Florida boy. I do not do cold. Mm-hmm. As soon as I got in that water and the water filled up to here, I felt my lungs just do this. Mm-hmm. And I just started hyperventilating wow. and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm grateful. I had a very awesome facilitator. Um, you know, he just sat down across from me. He's like, look at me, deep inhale, half exhale. You know, you calm me down, put your hands in your armpits, feel the warmth on your chest. And I was able to stay in the bath for like three minutes. Wow. Um, and when, when literally in the first five seconds, I was like, there's no way, there's no way I can do this. Um, so through, through that, I definitely discovered, you know, how powerful, um, you know, breathwork can be. And to be honest, I found, um, you know, I found transformational breathwork with the organization that I did the certification with through an Instagram ad, believe it or not. Okay. I hate, I hate saying it. Here's that targeting. I mean, what are you going to do? They got me and I'm so glad they did, to be honest. Um, (laughs) I, um, when your um, Breathmasters is the name of the organization, there's okay. several out there that, you know, that do it. Um, they're definitely a very professional, well-known organization. I would definitely check them out. They're out of Bali. Um, mm-hmm. I did the whole training online. And when you reach out to them about doing the training, they send you a recording of guiding you through a transformational breathwork session. Um, and I must have like missed like an intro video or the, you know, the, what to expect portion because <laughs> when the physical station started to happen for me, I was just like, what is going on? You know, you get this and you know, this really profound buzzing, this pulsing, you know, you get the tetany where your hands are cramping. Um, and I kind of started to panic a little bit, you know, gratefully I was just, I just told myself I'm fine and just listened in the headphones to the facilitator Um, but basically immediately after experience that, because I had such a profound emotional release, you know, I wailed crying for like 15 minutes, completely uncontrollably, like I never had in my entire life. And that was followed by probably about a five minute laughing fit. And Mm. um, 
it was just so profound for me that immediately as I, after I experienced it, I was like, this is, this is a way that I've been looking to serve people in a more profound way. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was basically how I found them. Um, so I guess just getting into what, how does the breath do that for Mm -hmm. us? Right. Um, you know, so just, just like our body beats our heart to pump blood through our system and just how, you know, we digest food uses nutrients to survive. So too do we breathe, right? And we breathe completely unconsciously, even while we sleep, you know, and thank goodness too, that our body just does that for us. Um, but a time alive. Yeah. Right. Our bodies do so many incredible things. My body blows my mind every day. I have no idea how it does it. I'm just so grateful it does. Um, you know, but autonomous doesn't always mean optimal, right? Mm-hmm. And how we breathe has an incredible impact on our nervous system and our overall health. And this is why um, the respiratory system is the only system in the body that is both autonomous, so it just works on its own, yet we're also able to control and manipulate it. And that's because it has such a profound impact on every other aspect um, of the body. You know, so our, our Breath functions to facilitate, like I said, exchange of gases, um, and then also as a mechanism for processing energy, right? So we understand that essentially everything in this existence is energy, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the one thing if modern physics has like, we know this is legit for sure, 100%, it's that everything is energy, which means we are too, mm-hmm. right? And so too our emotions, our feelings, it's all, it's all exists energetically. Right. And our mind is constantly generating emotions about everything we hear, see, smell, taste and touch, even if it's just the slightest feeling. Right. Every single thing we come across, we think to some degree it's good, bad, beautiful, ugly, incredible, wretched, whatever it is. Right. And the thing is, is that, you know, feelings and emotions aren't psychological. They're physiological. Right. It's something that exists in the physical body. And that's really evident, too, if you think about it. Right. When you get anxious, we feel it. Right. You feel that pressure in your chest. When you get nervous, you feel that pit in your stomach. You know, what you are feeling is literally what what you're feeling and the emotions you're producing is literally changing the chemistry of your body. Right. So those feelings may have been generated in the mind, but as soon as they are created, they seep into the body. It's all energy and the prime function of the breath is to move that energy, to pull it in and clear it out, right? So we're truly feeling an emotion producing machines, but those feelings and emotions don't just evaporate at will, mm-hmm. right? And depending on which part of the nervous system is active at that time, you know, those feelings will either get processed, cleared out, and we can move on from them. Or our body will continue to hold on to that energy because it believes it's there's some type of threat. So it's staying in that um, fight or flight state. Um, and our breathing patterns are really the key to regulating our nervous system. So each breath we take sends signals to our system to either activate the fight or flight, the sympathetic, or the rest and the digest, the parasympathetic. Um, you know, and when our breathing pattern is shallow and rapid, our body is going to lock in that energy because the way we're breathing is telling our body that there's a threat, right? It's, it's, it's breathing in a very active way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it needs that energy to get through that stressful situation. Um, and then when we breathe deep, deeply and slow, our body will be able to process and release that energy because you know the threat is gone. It can feel that there's no threat. 
Um, and our sympathetic nervous system, our fight and flight, it serves us, right? It allows us to escape danger, to get through a stressful situation. You know, it's what pumps, it allows us to pump blood through our body, you know, faster. But when we get through that stressful situation, we don't want to carry that with us. Or like right? stay, just, stay in that. Like it, it sounds exactly. like you could get like basically locked into it. Exactly. Right. Like when you're, when whatever the stress from your day, from your work, from the sport you just played, whatever is done and you're back home spending time with your family, you don't want that fight or flight to be active. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you want to be able to, to, you know, come back to your state of equilibrium. You want to be able to enter that state and rest and digest. Like, you know, there's a time for being ahead and a time for being a high behind. There's a time for being active and there's a time for resting. You know, we need that. Our body needs it. Um, you know, so we want to use it, let it serve its purpose and then let it be released. Um, you know, the problem is it's, again, it's not a psychological process. We can't just think that fear out. We can't just think anxiety away. We have to undergo a physical process to facilitate that release. Um, so, you know, so we can choose to forgive someone for something they've done or to choose to let go of resentment towards someone or something from our past, but our body will continue to store that memory, that trauma and those traumatic tr- triggers until we undergo a physical process for it to be released. Um, it's actually been observed in nature that prey animals like deer or gazelle, um, if they're chased by a predator and they get away, the first thing that they do when they're back to safety is they shake violently. Mm-hmm. That's because they too have this fight or flight gift where they can really pump energy through their body to run faster for longer, giving them the best chance to survive. But it's also been ingrained in that animal that it knows it can't lock in that energy, right? It needs to be released. So they shake violently. And humans, we have similar mechanisms, right? When you get that urge to cry when you're stressed out or sad, or you get that urge to scream, when you're stressed out, this is your body's mechanism for releasing energy, right? And really, you, you don't want to hold on to it, right? Because just like how you wouldn't hold back a cough or a sneeze, unless you're right in front of someone, you know, but normally you want to let that sneeze go because you know that's your body's mechanism for releasing that pathogen or that virus that's causing you harm. A cry or a scream is just a similar mechanism for releasing stored energy that's causing your body harm. You know, unfortunately, in our society, though, we're taught not to show emotion, especially men. You know, men don't cry, don't show fear, which there's obviously times to be tough to get through things. But we have to give our body that opportunity regularly to release whatever emotions build up. Otherwise, we'll just continue to suppress that energy. And then that's when we become depressed, you know, we start to repress, you know, so taking the time to really, you know, bring awareness into our breath, especially after a stressful situation, because again, when you breathe slowly and deeply, oxygen is able to cycle all the way through. But when you're breathing rapid and shallow, it's just breathing here, right? So this is getting locked in. This is processing completely. You know, so it's pretty, again, that's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a mechanism for releasing that energy. Um, you know, now with that being said, when we're dealing with traumas and energy that our bodies have been storing for years or even mm. decades, 
it requires a much deeper mechanism than just slow and deep breathing to allow those that energy to be released. Like the right? slow and deep breathing would be more like the maintenance where what you're talking about is to like really do the esca- ex- excavation. Absolutely. In the present moment, anytime you feel stressed, anxious about anything, the best thing that you can do for your body and to bring your nervous system out of that fight and flight is to take slow and deep breaths in and out through the nose. Mm-hmm. The number one thing, it's, it's been researched now because they're starting to fortunately do a lot of research on mm-hmm. mental health and how the breath um, impacts it. Just two to three minutes of slow and deep breathing can really bring the nervous system out of a deep fight and flight response. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this is what empowers us, right? We're taking something that we thought was unconscious. Oh, I'm just stressed. Right. This is my job is causing stress. I always get angry. I always get angry. It's just everything around me is causing me to be angry and flipping that and saying, okay, these things are generating this emotion from within myself. But I have this mechanism of my breath that I can pull myself out of that and I can choose to do so at any time. Now, obviously, it's not an end all be all, but it has a huge impact, Mm -hmm. a huge impact. So I always just encourage people. The next time you're stressed or anxious, first notice how you're breathing. Are you breathing in and out through the mouth? Are you breathing just into the chest and shoulders? Or are you breathing in and out through the nose and in the in deep belly breaths? Because chances are, if you're stressed out, you're going to be breathing in and out through the mouth and just into the chest and shoulders. And that's when you want to step two, shift that into the slow, slow, deep nostril breathing. Um, you know, so as far as the transformational breath work, you know, I, I like to think of this breath work like plunging your toilet, you know, mm-hmm. when it gets clogged, right? When we get so much of this muck from our past stuck within ourselves that we can't even, you know, function without getting angry or stressed and we just can't seem to let it go. This breath work provides the necessary level of force to really flush those things out. Right. And without flushing it out, you know, our conscious mind will just sit here and continue to process things that happened to us even a decade ago. Right. We're still actively creating perceptions about things, generating feelings about situations and putting label labels on those situations, trying to justify why did this happen to me? This was good. This was bad. Right. It's a full time job of the mind. Right. So when not released. Again, it can be a full-time job and there's, you know, been countless times where me, my mind is thinking about something, um, you know, from even years ago and it just keeps replaying it in my mind over and over and over again to the point where you're sitting here, just let it go, man. Like, just let it go. But again, we can't, yeah, just let it go. But we can't, again, we can't just will that, you know, psychologically, mentally, you know, and this breath work is what allows the mind to find you, finally release its grip on those things, whatever they are which then frees up time and space to think about what we really want for ourselves, Mm. not just keep replaying our traumas from our past. Um, You know, the other layer of why this breath work is so powerful. And, you know, we were talking about this earlier is it's such a profound internalization process, Mm. right? You're shifting your awareness into your body for such a, a through such a profound experience and to do it for 45 minutes can be the longest stress that a lot of us have focused on our body Mm -hmm. right so that alone um, can really have a big impact and that's when we just start to become aware of things 
right? When we focus on ourselves, we start to uncover and realize what the things that are within us really are, Mm -hmm. right? Is this a feeling that was generated really from within me? Do I really believe this? Or was this projected upon me over and over? So I took it upon myself, but really I don't feel that, right? This breathwork gives us the ability to over time and multiple sessions to be gifted with that awareness. Again, we're, we're creating, turning what was once unconscious and making it conscious. Um, you know, and that's really where the real work begins, right? Once we've completed the breathwork journey, you know, because then all of our self views, our self limiting beliefs, it all lays it out right on the table in front of us, right? And we can sit with them and just feel it. You know, and if we if we step into the practice with that intention, you know, it can really gift us with that awareness, which we can then do whatever we want with. Right. But having that awareness is always it's always the first step. So beautiful. And wow, I I feel like you're an amazing teacher, which you knew that before me saying that. But uh, you just pull some imagery and just really, I think it's a way that hopefully our listeners are feeling right now where it's super accessible and maybe they're understanding some of these concepts in a different way that they've heard before. Uh, Thank you, Chad. And I'm wondering for you, I know we're coming to a close here shortly, but you know, you're in your own evolution with your business. And so if you could talk like maybe how your own experience of the breath work has unlocked deeper and greater creativity and I'm not going to stack questions because I've done that enough today. So we'll pause there. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Yes. So I, um, I operate a, a yoga studio and wellness center called Soul Space Yoga and Wellness. Right now we are, excuse me, located uh, downtown West Palm Beach. Um, we will be relocating to Northwood, which is maybe five minutes north of downtown, if that. Um, and I'm sorry, you did lose me. What was the second question? Just how, how transformational breath has unlocked your own creativity and business and like the evolution that you're going through with your business. Oh yeah. I mean, it's certainly, you know, I had a yoga studio essentially gifted to me. Right. And I had no, you know, I had experience working in management and construction but I, you know, I don't know how to run a business. I don't know how to do, you know, all the things that you have to do. And even with an incredible support system, you start to feel the weight and burden of all these responsibilities. Um, You know, again, your mind creating all of these images about, oh, this is bad. They thought this, whatever it is. Um, And I certainly fell into that, right? Mm -hmm. And over the last year or so have experienced, um, you know, my fair share of, you know, anxiety, stress, depression. Um, and I think it was definitely divine timing that through that, I came across this transformational breathwork, um, practice because, you know, it really, it's, it's so hard to explain because it's so experiential. Um, but again, it just, it just gives you awareness, right? It, it shows you, um, you know, I think a, how incredible a life that I already have. And even if my business fails, just the fact that I get to exist in this moment right now with incredible people like you, like that's like having awareness is like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the true power. Cause then you can go through anything when you're rooted in that gratitude and in that understanding of just how precious an incredible life already is. And we don't have to do anything. And it's already this amazing, beautiful gift 
you know, we can do anything and not have to experience, you know, anxiety and, and fear and, and doubt. And that's certainly what, um, what the practice has done for me. Oh, so beautiful. So where can people find you and what can they expect both virtually or digitally and then uh, in person? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find find me at Soul Space. Obviously, right now we're located right off of Okeechobee and Quadril. Um, if you're familiar with the downtown area, um, we have a regular schedule of yoga classes um, every day. And then I, I do have the transformational breath work that I do about once a month right now. I'll probably awesome. be doing it more once we're in the new space. And our next session, I don't know when this will air, but our next session is next weekend, the 15th at 3 p.m. Okay. Um, and you can find that information on our website, which if you just Google Soul Space, our website will come up. Um, my personal Instagram is Chaturanga Wellness. Um, I'll spell it because it's kind of silly. Um, <laughs> if you're not a yogi, Chaturanga, Chaturanga with a T is basically like the yoga posture that's a push up. Um, and I had a buddy of mine that's not a yogi took my first class and he heard me say chaturanga in the class. He's like, that's you, bro. And I'm like, oh my God. You're um, so it's, uh, C-H-A-D is in dog, U-R-A-N is in Nancy, G-A wellness. Um, and then my email is just chaturanga wellness at gmail. Um, but again, if you just Google soul space, uh, that my cell phone is what's on, you know, our website, um, and on Google and stuff. So you can always text or call me. Um, and I do private breathwork sessions. And then again, right now I'm doing them once a month. Um, but hopefully we'll be doing them more once we're in our new, new location. Yay. Awesome, Chad. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you so much for being here as always. Take a moment to reach out to Chad, let him know what was particularly resonant. And we will see you on the next episode of the Lila Life Show. Thank you again, Chad. Thank you so much. So grateful for you. Thanks for tuning into our show today. Please like, share, subscribe, send to a friend, give the review. And always, if you have feedback, we want to hear team at lelalife.co. Feel free to email us and follow us on social. You can reach us there. Sending you blessings as always. Much love.